Welcome to the Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete and I go by the name of AFR Ratings Pete on Twitter. This is a solo podcast for a review of Round 10. This podcast is being recorded on Monday night, May 24. Round 10 takeaways. Scoring stabilised in Round 10. 83.8 points average across all teams. Season averages 82.4. Three late changes in Round 10. Rounds 1 to 9, the average was 2.2. So it was the first week of a return to Thursday night teams and three late changes we did see. 366.2 average team disposals in round 10. That's the fourth lowest this season across all teams. On to the nine games. Brisbane versus Richmond. Brisbane... Plus 27 contested possession differential in round 10. Rounds 1 to 4, the Lions were minus 9.3 average differential. Rounds 5 to 10, the Lions are plus 19.0 average differential. Richmond, minus 13 inside 50 differential in round 10. On the season, the Tigers are plus 4.6. Jared Lyons, he's averaged 121 points from his last four games. High inside midfield type player, 115 points in round 10 for Lyons. Dane Zorko, game high 28 disposals. Inside and outside, he was used against the Tigers on Friday night. 100 points for Zorko. On to Dustin Martin, who's sat on a little bit. Pretty much the team structure got him in the end. Low score, 66 points. It will be interesting to see how his scores are once the return of senior plays into the lineup. Some game notes there. Speaking of players returning for the Tigers, Trent Cochin, Shea Bolton, Dion Prestia on the radar to return this week, and Shane Edwards is a possible to return also. Mully and Pickett will visit the tribunal on. Tuesday night. To Carlton versus Hawthorne, five takeaways. Carlton, minus 7.8 contested possession differential, last six games. They were minus five in round 10 versus Hawthorne. Interestingly, the Hawks are minus 12.4 average differential this season, and that is ranked 17th. So the Blues, a negative against a low contested possession type team in the Hawks. On to Hawthorne. A minus 18.8 inside 50 differential from the last four games. Season average is minus 12.4. And that is ranked last in the AFL. Sam Doherty has moved to a wing type role in the last two weeks. Uh, with Nick Newman coming back into the team and Zach Williams moving back to a half-back role. Scored 108 points, did Doherty in round 10. Patrick Cripps has started to see uh, an improvement in scoring, probably aligned with his current fitness state. He's averaged 105 points from his last two games. Scored 107 points in round 10 against the Hawks. Tom Mitchell, 120 points or more in 40% of games this season, which is elite. Scored 133 points against the Blues on Saturday. 
to some game notes there. Liam Shields was a late withdrawal. Jago Amira, uh, Lockley concussion protocol. So uh, just keep an eye out for their availability this week. Onto the Blues. Zach Williams was assessed for a knee concern. He came back onto the ground and completed the game. And Lockie Plowman will visit the tribunal on Tuesday night there as well. Geelong versus Gold Coast. Five takeaways. Geelong, 421.8 average disposals from their last five games. That is ranked first. Season average of 401.4. That is also ranked first. Onto Gold Coast. Minus 23.7 contested possession differential from the last three games. Season average differential is minus 8.3. To Mark Blixavs, he's played a ruck and a midfield role at the Cats recently, uh, especially against the Suns in round 10. Uh, team high hitouts there for Blixavs as well, 129 points for him. Joel Selwood high inside midfield usage for the Cats in what was a contested top game early, 134 points there for Selwood. Hugh Greenwood, 16 tackles, monster effort from Greenwood, 119 points, so the game style of uh, quite a contested game did suit Greenwood's game, that's for sure. Onto some game notes there, Mitch Duncan, likely concussion protocol, although he's not announced as yet, so just check on his availability uh, for round 11. Uh, Geelong coach Chris Scott was non-committal in his press conference of what the injury situation was for Mitch Duncan and Cam Guthrie was assessed for a shoulder concern. Uh, he was off for a, quite a period of time in that game. He did come back on with his shoulder strapped and did complete the game. Nick Holman is off to the tribunal and that's for the tackle on Mitch Duncan. Surprisingly, he was given a suspension. We'll see how that plays out through the week. And Matt Rail is closing in on a return for Gold Coast. Uh, somewhere early after the Gold Coast buy in a couple of weeks. On to Adelaide versus Melbourne. Adelaide minus 7 inside 50 differential in round 10 against the Demons. Season average differential for the Crows is minus 3.0. On to Melbourne plus 11.2 contested possession differential this season. That's ranked third. Interestingly, they're around 11 Friday night game is against the Bulldogs, and the Bulldogs are ranked number one with a plus 17.9 average differential. Clayton Oliver wasn't tagged against the Crows in round 10, and he was fantastic. 155 points for Oliver. Interestingly, Crows coach Matthew Nix did say in his press conference that the game prior to the one against the Demons on Saturday is that they did try and tag Oliver previously, uh, which did not work. He also referenced that tagging a certain player from an opposition team does pull apart their midfield structure and stoppage structure. So this week they decided uh, Senezo didn't work last time. They'll just let him go. And then uh, the Crows got the win and Oliver did play well. So we all worked out in the end for Adelaide. On to James Harms. He has seen a spike in centre bounce usage for the Demons the last couple of weeks. Just a season low there, 80 points, which is still quite solid for Harms. 
Uh, Chase Jones has come back into the team for the Crows, moved back to a defence half-back role. Uh, the numbers still aren't there for Jones. 46 points for him against the Demons. Just some game notes there as well. Christian Salem, late withdrawal uh, due to soreness. Demons coach Simon Goodwin was non-committal in his press conference of what the injury was for Salem, but he is expected to be available in round 11. To the Western Bulldogs versus St Kilda. Five takeaways. Western Bulldogs scored the most 100-point games this season, and that is 6 out of 10 games. St Kilda have won just 12 out of 40 quarters for the season. It's quite low. Now, the Saints were actually pretty poor in this game, uh, and pretty much the Bulldogs have made a lot of teams make look poor throughout this year, but yeah, the Saints were actually way off the mark. And Marcus Bontempelli in a soft matchup, he was uh, excellent. Hit the scoreboard as well, 138 points for Bontempelli. Again, McRae in that type of game where it's pretty soft, uh, low intensity, and pretty much you can do as well. McRae was going to have a big day, and he came out with 153 points. And Caleb Daniel was sat on it a little bit early in that game, but obviously the game petered out really quickly. And 88 points, Daniel got two in the end. Just some game notes there. Adam Trelaw, six to eight weeks on the sidelines with syndesmosis injury. Uh, surgery there required. Anthony Scott, high contact uh, in that game, was ruled out for the last quarter. So just check on his availability for round 11. And good to see Toby McLean is set to see some VFL minutes upcoming. Uh, just on the Saints there as well, uh, in the press conference for Brett Ratton, uh, he did suggest that there would be uh, multiple changes to the team, which underperformed pretty much uh, not only in round 10, but has done so for most of this year. So they're looking to make wholesale changes. So it'd be interesting to see if they've started to put a line through the season where the predictability on team selection and roles within teams become a little bit more volatile. So that's just one to keep an eye out from a St Kilda situation. On to Fremantle versus Sydney. Five takeaways. Fremantle plus 14 contested possession differential in round 10. Season average plus 5.1. Sydney, minus 24 inside 50 differential in round 10 against the Dockers. Lance Franklin, six goals for Buddy, 119 points for him, and he hit the scoreboard obviously with six goals and was quite a threat up forward pretty much every time the ball went in the forward line for the Swans. Uh, Luke Ryan uh, got there in the end, scored 90 points, uh, but yeah, it was looking a little bit bleak there for Ryan for most of the game. But yeah, a uh, solid finish to the game. Got him to 90 points. And Sean Darcy, 51 hitouts. Uh, good base there to build on a solid score. And yeah, he picked up another 48 points. Finished with 99 points for the game. Just some game notes there. Tom Hickey was assessed for a knee injury. So that's pretty much ongoing for Hickey. Came back on the ground and completed the game, and Robbie Fox was subbed out of the game with an eye concern. For the Dockers, Matt Tabiner, uh, he was subbed out of the game with an ankle injury. Uh, Dockers have released on Monday that he will be a test for round 11. And Andrew Brayshaw with a light calf injury 
is on the radar to return in round 11. So just check out for his availability this week. On to GWS Giants versus West Coast. GWS, 391.5 average disposals from their last four games, and that is ranked third. So quite noteworthy here for the Giants that uh, they are starting to hit the disposals, which is actually quite good for fantasy purposes. To West Coast, 48.6 inside 50s for this season. That is ranked 16th. However, the Eagles are quite efficient when they enter inside 50. Uh, They average 1.90 points per inside 50 this season. That is ranked first in the AFL. On to Josh Kelly. He was used in the middle at quite a decent rate against the Eagles. 110 points for Kelly. Uh, Tom Green was outstanding in this game, 114 points. Uh, was pretty solid in contested situations and did see a lot of the ball there as well. So a uh, good ceiling game there for Green, good to see. And lucky Whitfield out on a wing for the Giants, 119 points for Whitfield. So again, he's back a few weeks now, so he should start to hit some ceiling games, you would think so, especially out on a wing-type role for Whitfield. So some game notes there. Brad Shepard was assessed for an ankle injury. He played out the game, so just check on his availability for this week. And Elliot Yo is closing in on a return for the Eagles after a long-term layoff with a groin injury. On to the Giants. Braden Pruce is questionable for round 11. So he uh, had a shoulder concern earlier this year, a long rehab, so he's on the radar to return it at some stage. Mumford and Flynn were quite good on the weekend, so it will be interesting to see where Giants coach Leon Cameron sits with regards to team selection when Braden Pruce is actually fully ready to go. Uh, Tanner Bruin had a groin concern in the VFL, so just check out his availability for round 11. And Sam Taylor has been sidelined with a syndesmosis injury Eight weeks on the sideline for Taylor. On to Collingwood versus Port Adelaide. Five takeaways. Collingwood, 418 disposals in round 10. That is the second most for the Magpies this season. They've averaged 405 from their last three games, and that is ranked second in the AFL. Now, Magpies coach Nathan Buckley has flagged changes last couple of weeks. He also flagged some changes to their game style. So it's likely the Magpies are going to go back to a slow-moving type, possession-type game. So if that's the case, uh, they're going to become very fantasy-relevant very quickly. So 418 disposals there for the Magpies in Round 10. They are one to watch out for. uh, And they were quite low on the disposal rank early in the season. So uh, times are changing the Magpies, and they could be going back to what Buckley knows best. That's hanging on to the ball. On to Port Adelaide. Their last four games contested possession differential. Round 7 was minus 21. Round 8 was plus 31. Round 9 was minus 11. And round 10 was minus 10. The power a plus 11.3 average differential from rounds 1 to 6. Uh, so they're getting a little bit smoked on contested possession differential uh, Port Adelaide in the last few weeks. So just something to keep an eye out for there. Uh, Brody Grundy in a favourable matchup uh, for him. He scored 142 points 
Uh, it was pretty much one of his better games for the season, so hit a ceiling game there as well. Caleb Poulter for the Magpies, 12 marks, outstanding game for him. Uh, plays obviously out on a wing role and in, in his first AFL season. Good to see him hit a bit, bit of a ceiling type game, 108 points there for Poulter. And Taylor Adams uh, returned after his injury, uh, was managed a little bit, was assessed for his knee as well, 101 points on his return for the Magpies. Uh, just some game notes there. Did mention Adams assessed for that knee injury during the game. Josh Thomas was assessed for an ankle concern. Both assessed again and completed the game. Orazio Fantasia is likely a short-term hamstring injury for Port Adelaide, so just check on his availability for this week. On to Essendon versus North Melbourne. Five takeaways. Essendon, 95.4 points average per game this season. That is ranked second in the AFL. North Melbourne, inside 50 differential, rounds 1-6. to six. It was minus 15.3 average, and that was ranked last. There has been some improvement from the Kangaroos in this area. So the last four games, they're plus 5.5 average differential. So with uh, the Kangaroos not conceding as many inside 50 opportunities, the defenders like Jack Siebel and Aaron Hall, who have been fantasy relevant this season, are likely seeing a little bit of a decline there as well. So that sort of correlates into uh, some experience returning into that North Melbourne midfield. So obviously when you get some good strong midfielders in there, is that you can hang on to the ball and you're not conceding as many inside 50s per game. Darcy Parrish there, another ceiling game for Parrish. He's been fantastic since he's moved into a full-time midfield role, 144 points for Parrish in round 10. Aaron Hall, halfback role, even though declining opportunities from with regards to the inside 50 differential for the Kangaroos, 122 points. He's a high ceiling type player. And if, he, if he's playing that role for the remainder of the season, you've got to expect uh, some high ceiling games from Hall. And Jordan Ridley uh, slowly getting back. Uh, six marks Ridley only against uh, the Kangaroos. Pretty much a soft matchup again. Uh, but 77 points for him, so he's yet to see any type of ceiling since his return back into the team from injury. Onto some game notes there. Todd Goldstein was assessed for an ankle injury. It did look quite significant, but he was assessed uh, inside the change rooms and did return and completed the game. So just one to check out for his availability this week and how he pulls up. And Nick Larky was assessed for a leg injury late in that game for the Kangaroos. Okay, that's it for the solo podcast, episode 86. A bit of a schedule change for this week with regards to the dual podcast with Jepper. There won't be a Tuesday night record this week. It will be moving to Wednesday pretty much in the morning, so you've got to expect that to drop somewhere around lunchtime for episode 87, and we'll be discussing AFL Fantasy Classic overall. All right, that's it for the solo podcast. Uh, Thanks for tuning in.